Hey, Underpressure Dive Buddies. Having the right gear is a great start to getting the most out of every scuba dive, but how we take care of that gear can be just as important. Get your gear on because it's time to descend into another episode of the Underpressure Divecast. I'm your host, Scuba Steve. Scuba diving is a fun and exciting adventure sport, and take it from me, you can be a scuba diver. And to help you get there, the Underpressure Divecast is dedicated to promoting and discussing recreational scuba diving. So come on, let's make our descent. So what are we gonna cover today? Well, we're gonna talk about, we talked about last week, we talked about um, how to choose a scuba diving mask. And we went through, I think, every feature that could possibly matter on a scuba diving mask to help you make a good decision uh, when you need to choose one. This week, we're going to talk about how to prep that mask for, for the first time you use it, how you're going to clean it on a regular basis, defogging, storage, and travel. Okay, uh, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the scuba diving news this week. Uh, the story that came to mind that I really thought was pretty cool is there is a new deep dive site called Deep Dive Dubai in Dubai that just opened last month. Um, it's pretty crazy deep. It's like 196 feet deep, uh, 14 million gallons of fresh water, and it is the deepest man-made diving location in the world right now. So that's pretty cool. It's got an underwater city to explore, and, and I didn't get a whole lot of time to look into the details, but it seemed pretty cool. Definitely worth checking out, at least online, and uh, I guess if you're going to Dubai and you're not going to dive in the ocean, which... I'm not sure why you would do that, but if you need to hit some fresh water first, brush up on your skills, this might be a great option for you. Okay, so let's talk about that mask. Um, last week we went a little bit long. I do think that we will be able to keep it a little bit shorter this week to respect your time. Um, and. Uh, so the, the first thing we're going to do when we talk about a mask is we're going to uh, get a brand new mask, take it home, and before we take it in the water, we want to prepare it for the first use. And if you look in the, on, on the web, you're going to find a couple of different reasons for this, but basically, you might remember this mask from last week, but basically there is a coating that is going to be on the surface of the mask that is a, uh, a remnant of the manufacturing process. And if you, if you look at different sources, some are going to say that it's a film left over from uh, 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 unmolding, uh, demolding, unmolding, whatever it is, where they take the, the mask out of a mold. Um, or you may see uh, some references to protecting the surface of the, <clears throat> surface of the glass. Excuse me. In any case there is going to be an interfering coating on your mask when you take it home. And we need to get rid of that before we do anything else. And so there are a couple of ways, if you've looked on the internet about this, or if you talked to, to other divers or looked on some forums, there are going to be a few different ways that people talk about getting rid of this mask film. The probably the most popular uh, way that people will talk about the divers talk about is toothpaste. So just plain old regular toothpaste. 
Um, the nice thing about toothpaste is, is or the, the reason we've used it in the past historically is because it's abrasive enough to remove that film, but in theory, not abrasive enough to actually damage the surface of the lens. Now, I have always told people not to use toothpaste on a polycarbonate lens uh, because my own concerns about that. And there is no, no matter what you might read or hear, there is no science that backs up the safety of toothpaste on your lens. It won't hurt the functionality of the lens, but whether or not it's damaging to the surface of the lens, nobody's taken a thousand masks and rubbed different kinds of toothpaste on them and, and charted the data, okay, about the clarity of the mask. So you're not going to get anything but anecdotal evidence around that. And so we want to make sure that we're doing something that has been designed for your mask. Um, so more recently, you will find that there is a product called Scrub. There are other products out there that are designed specifically for cleaning uh, scuba masks and getting those films off. So my recommendation at this point is it doesn't have to be this one. This is not a sponsored program, but this is the one that our shop carries here in uh, Fort Collins. So this is the one that I, I use, but, and it works fine. So the question is, you know, can you use a different brand? Of course you can, uh, as long as it's from a scuba shop and designed to clean scuba masks, uh, you're probably good to go. Uh, so that's the kind of the, what what we should be doing at this point when it comes to cleaning our masks. And uh, for audio listeners, the product that I held up is called Scrub and, uh, and, and it's a mask cleaning uh, liquid. So the other thing that you may hear from divers who've been, uh, been around for a while or you may read it on forums or see it in articles is this idea of burning off the mask coating with a lighter. I'm not even going to spend any more time on this. Don't do it. Okay, that's it. So now we've got that for, oh, the other thing is you may have to clean your lens a couple of times, maybe even three times with one of these cleaners, whether it's toothpaste, uh, if that's what you choose to do, or whether or not it's a product like this scrub. Um, you may need to do it two or three times to get all of the surf film off. And so you just follow the instructions on the bottle, go through it and uh, do both the inside and the outside of the mask and you'll get, you'll get that uh, coating off. So that's step one. Now that we've got the uh, initial coating off, the next thing we kind of want to do, even before we dive the mask, is we want to check the strap. We want to make sure that... that um, uh, we look the strap over. So there's a couple of things with that. One, if you're going to use the stock strap, the, the silicone strap that comes with your mask, I would highly recommend that you get it adjusted so that it holds the mask on your face but does not squeeze, uh, and then learn how to adjust the buckles with your eyes closed. In a perfect world, I would get in, in a pool and learn how to adjust the buckles with your eyes closed. Um, the, the odds are that eventually, at some point, you are going to need you to adjust your mask underwater, whether that's because you uh, didn't adjust it right on the surface, you, you traveled with it, and for some reason it got misadjusted, you loaned it to somebody, they adjusted it differently, and you're going to get back in the water and it's not going to be comfortable enough 
to do a dive or it might be uh, it might be comfortable enough, but you might want to just get a little more comfort out of it. And if we can do those things naturally and conveniently underwater, um, it can add to our uh, overall enjoyment of our dive. So make sure you know how to work those buckles. Um, learn how it feels when it's twisted, when the mask strap is twisted and uh, really twist it up and wet your hair or and, and put every accessory that's gonna be on your head in a dive and then try to untwist the mask strap and adjust it and make sure you know what you're doing. Um, in, you know, in my case, I don't have a whole lot of hair, so that's not a big deal, but you may want to uh, put an action camera on your head and it may have a harness that goes with it. Put that on and adjust your mask strap. Make sure you understand what it's going to be like when you're really diving so that when you're diving and you have to do something, it isn't new to you. That's the real takeaway there. All right. So, um, the other piece with the mask strap is of course the snorkel. Um, normally as divers, we put a snorkel on our left side. You're going to have a snorkel on the side of your head attached to your mask as well as whatever other accessories you're using, uh, like an action camera or a head sweat or do rag or whatever. So you want to uh, make sure the um, snorkel is mounted properly and that you can adjust it or reattach it if it comes off. Um, if you're using a, a collapsible snorkel and keeping it in your BC pocket, you need to make sure that the clamp or the clip is on the strap. And, and then that goes back to, like I talked about last time, is whether or not you're going to use a neoprene strap or a uh, or the stock strap, the silicone one that comes with the mask, and make sure that they're adjusted uh, properly so that they're, the mask is comfortable. All right, so regular cleaning. When we do a... Um, it, there's a couple of times when we clean our masks. Obviously... When you first buy one, absolutely, you should you should clean it. Between dives, we'll clean it. And then between dive trips, we'll clean it. So let's talk about each of those things. Well, when the mask is brand new, the first thing I'm going to do is, at, you know, either after or before we use a product like Scrub to go ahead and get that coating off of the lens, we're going to go ahead and wash the whole lens, frame, strap, everything. Um, you can just use plain old baby shampoo. Uh, the really, the, the key there is to use something that's, that's supposed to be tear-free uh, for a couple of reasons. One, they're mild detergents, so they're not going to, um, you know, they're gonna be the least likely to cause any kind of damage to any of the materials in the mask. Um, I would just use lukewarm water. I wouldn't go overly hot um, and, and it doesn't really matter. I don't think necessarily if you use cold water, but I generally use lukewarm water. So um, that's the first time you're going to clean it between dives. And I, I think this is really important between dives. There's if you get on a boat, there's going to be a bucket. Usually there are two buckets, one for maybe even three, one for cameras, one for uh, masks and one for all your other gear. And those are freshwater bins that you're supposed to be able to rinse your gear off in between dives um, or at the end of your dive day before you go back to your hotel or whatever. Um, I would strongly encourage you never to put your mask in a public bin. 
okay? Um, that's just a really easy way to get con contagious diseases really close to your eyes. And so I just shy away from that myself. I do agree that you need to uh, rinse your mask between dives. What I do is I'll swish the mask around in whatever water we were diving in. So literally the lake or the, the ocean or whatever. And then I just take water out of my water bottle. You know, if, if, even if I've been drinking out of it, if it's my germs from my spit, that's one thing. If it's, you know, germs from 30 other people who were on the boat, that's a whole different thing. So uh, between dives, I just use clean, fresh water out of my own water bottle um, to clean my mask off, to rinse it off. And then um, when you get back to the room, so if you're on a, a several day dive trip, you may wanna uh, rinse your mask off in fresh water in your room at the end of your dive day with the rest of your gear, that's great. So between dive trips, uh, when I get, you know, if I get home from a dive trip, whether that's going to the homestead crater in Utah here in the United States, or, you know, to a, to a foreign destination, uh, when you get home, I go back to just doing the whole thing in with, uh, uh, baby shampoo basically. And, um, then you get ready to store it. I always make sure I store everything dry. So, you know, leave stuff. Uh, it's not uncommon for uh, my bathtub to be full of dive gear for a few days after a dive trip. And then once it's completely dry, then I start to put, put it away. Um, the only other thing I wanna mention on, on uh, cleaning your mask is simply to always over rinse. Even if you're using a mild detergent or a mild soap like baby shampoo, it's always good to go ahead and just get all of the residue off. So just over rinse it until you can't see any more bubbles and then maybe one more time uh, and then let it dry. So that's the basics of cleaning your mask. They're not hard to maintain or keep. Um, obviously, uh, since the masks are attached to the straps, you clean the mask strap at the same time that you clean, clean the mask and there's usually no problem with that. So, the reason that we clean the film off in the first place from manufacturing is that it really adds to uh, the mask's tendency to fog underwater, meaning that the temperature difference between your skin and the humidity in the mask and the temperature of the water, all of that leads to a, a, a condition where it's likely that you're going to fog your mask. And that's okay. There's a couple of ways to deal with it and we will talk about them. As I'm going through this, I just wanna mention, if you're watching live, um, feel free to go ahead and throw questions or comments in the comments. I do watch those while we're doing the program, and I'm happy to address them uh, either in the moment or uh, I'll take breaks every now and then and talk about questions. And if you do have questions at the end of, or that you would wanna put in later, I'll have a contact slide at the end of the show. So moving on, so we're gonna, we're gonna have fogging in our mask. Even if you remove that film, you're always going to get the potential for your mask to fog. And there are a couple of ways that we deal with that. The first one that you've probably seen a lot of in uh, movies and, and you may have seen, you probably, if you've been diving, you've probably seen other divers do it. And that is simply to spit in your mask and rub your spit around, rinse it off, put your mask on. And that, it honestly works. Is it gross? Well, that's up to you. 
you know, if you're borrowing someone else's mask, is it gross? You know, your perception changes potentially. So um, what I would say is, is that if you don't have any other solution, it does work. And so that's, that's a, a, a viable solution to the alternatives that I'll talk about. If you're underwater and you don't have uh, another solution, uh, which at that point you're kind of committed because unless you're very clever, spitting in your mask or applying a, a defog solution, which I'll talk about in a moment, is problematic. Um, but you can let a little bit of water in your mask, swish it around, and then clear your mask to, to get rid of any fog. So there are uh, both pre-dive solutions and during dive solutions. Um, and then the last thing is commercial defog. So there's a product called Spit. This is the one that we sell at the shop here. Um, and you basically put a drop of it in each lens on a dual mask or, you know, maybe, I think you probably get away with a drop on a full single mask. You put two drops, whatever. Um, and you just smear it around the inside of the mask, follow the instructions on the bottle uh, as to, you know, how long you leave it on or whatever uh, before you rinse it off. And that will really help reduce the likelihood that your mask is going to fog and lengthen the time that it takes for that fog to happen. Um, and again, like I said, even if your mask fogs when you're underwater, you do have the option to just put in some, uh, just let some water in your mask and uh, swish it around and, and clear your mask. So that's defog. It is very easy. I always keep uh, a bottle of spit on uh, on my BC. Uh, it actually, you can get a little, uh, a little I didn't bring mine, but there's a little thing that attaches to this that has a D-ring on it uh, or a, a little pretend carabiner that you can attach to your BC. Works great. And then you have it on the surface. So if you are uh, if you got in the water and forgot to put defog on your mask, you can do it then. Or if your buddy forgot, you can do it then. Or if you're between dives and you're just doing a service interval where you're simply sitting there on the surface, Instead of getting out of the boat, getting out of or getting out of the water onto the boat, getting out of your gear, all of that, um, you know, you can just be hanging out on the surface. You can still use that defog uh, to prep your mask for the next dive. All right, so storing your mask is actually pretty easy. Most masks come with a plastic box like this when you buy them. Um, this mask box actually isn't for this mask, but it still goes in here just fine. One thing that I always like to tell people, and I do myself, is I always put the strap over the mask before I put it away. It just gives one more layer of, of uh, protection, and there you go. So you can do that if you've got the mask case. When you're traveling, a mask case like this takes up a lot of volume, and you may not want to do that. Um, so when we travel, uh, you can use the case if you can, if you have the volume in your luggage to do that. If you don't, or if you'd prefer not to, there are a couple of options out there. You can wrap the mask in a towel. So if you take, or, or other clothing that, uh, preferably doesn't have a hard point on it, like buttons or snaps, um, something soft if you're taking a pair of sweatpants just to hang out in or lounge pants you can wrap your mask up in that and um, if you put the mask strap especially if you're using one of these uh, 
third-party neoprene straps. Um, they're they're soft and squishy, and so they provide good coverage for the mask. They're also, as you can see, they cover a fair amount of the whole mask surface. If you do that and you wrap it in some soft clothes, I've never had a mask break when I was traveling, whether I used a box like this or a Pelican case, um, which I don't travel with anymore simply because they're so heavy. Um, and uh, part, of the, part of the issue with traveling with gear is you always have to decide what's gonna happen when I get to my destination and this piece of gear doesn't work. It's broken. It got lost in in the uh, in the luggage handling. Whatever that issue is, what happens to my dive destination? What happens at the dive destination when that piece of gear doesn't work? And in most cases, for most recreational divers, you're going to be able to either buy a new piece of gear, rent a new piece of gear, or borrow a piece of gear to get through your dive day. Now, obviously that's not ideal. We all like to, to own and use our own gear because we get comfortable with it. It's fitted to us. So that's definitely not the, the ideal, but um, you, have to, you do have to balance that, uh, the reality of traveling with a bunch of dive gear with what is the impact if that gear doesn't make it. So. You know, like I said, when I first started diving, I put everything in Pelican in a Pelican case, um, but it was super heavy. And now it's so expensive to travel like that that it's simply not uh, the the uh, the benefit versus the cost just isn't there. So rant aside, you do have to make that decision. If you don't take the case, wrap it in some soft clothes. Um, my. It, I've, I've heard people putting them in their reg bag. I don't do that because the first stage of your regulator is a big solid mass of metal. And unless you can guarantee that that, that first stage is never gonna touch your mask, you can get a lot of momentum in with that first stage just putting your bag down. Okay, so I don't, I don't do that. I find a different way to tra travel with my mask. Um, okay, so uh, that's traveling with your mask. Like I said, I've never had one break. If you take just a decent amount of care of your mask uh, before in or in preparation uh, to traveling, I think you'll have good luck with it. Okay, so uh, in the Gear Junkies garage today, uh, not all gear is expensive. And in scuba diving, it's, it's easy to think about all this expensive gear that we use, the regulators, the BCDs, uh, buoyancy compensators, um, you know, the cameras whose housings cost more than the camera itself. Um, and those things are, you know, that's all true, but not everything is expensive. So some of the gear that I always make sure that I have that is not very expensive is actually this stuff here. Scrub to clean the mask, spit to defog the mask, and baby shampoo to clean it between uh, initially and then after each uh, major dive trip. Uh, and really that's, that's it. Uh, I think it's important to have the equipment to take care of our gear every bit as much as, as it is important to have the right gear for the kind of diving that we're doing. All right, for the tip of the week, uh, I am 
uh, I want to talk a little bit about if you're doing short-term travel, this was, I was turned on to this idea uh, quite a while ago when I was in, uh, I was doing some technical training um, from my DECO instructor. And uh, what he does, if he's traveling a short distance, and now what I do is you actually put your mask just like this. So you fold the strap over the front of the mask, and then you can just shove your mask into the boot of your fin because the pocket of your fin is, for most of us, I mean, I have size 10 and a half feet, so that gives you a gauge, but the mask fits very neatly but snugly into, uh, into the fin and then where your foot goes, obviously. And then that travels very well, as long as you generally keep the, the uh, assembly that you're, you're putting together to travel upright. And so um, I, I have a bag that I put my, my gear in. And so I always put that, that whole package and maybe someday I'll do a, a video about how to put that all together to travel. Um, but the fins are upright anyway. So uh, that works really, really well. And it's a really easy way to know exactly where your mask is going to be and know that it's protected, uh, you know, on, on four sides, uh, five sides, bottom, left, right, front, back. And there's just this one side that's exposed to anything. And if you put it in a bag and, and shut the bag, there's really, it's very hard to damage, uh, damage your mask. And like I said, I've traveled with my mask in that exact way without even wrapping it in a towel or anything um, to uh, I, on quite a few trips and never had any problem with a mask at all. And so pretty easy way to transport your mask uh, without having to worry about the volume of a case or putting it in a bag, you know, and, and having some other dedicated way to, to transport your mask. Okay, so uh, leave a comment below if uh, uh, what's your if you do use toothpaste to clean your mask, what's your favorite toothpaste and why? Uh, if you'd like to contact the show, uh, email address is scuba Steve at underpressuredivebog.com or updiveblog.com. You can visit the website at underpressuredivebog.com. You can listen to us on the go with your favorite podcatcher. Um, I do want to to uh, say that if you enjoy the episodes, please uh, um, subscribe and hit that bell so you're notified when we release new content. I do the show uh, once a week on Fridays um, at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. Thank you for diving with me, diving here with me today on YouTube or listening to the audio program. On the left, you're going to see a playlist for more episodes for your binge-watching pleasure in between dives. Don't forget to subscribe with the button in the middle of your screen. The surface interval's over. Get out there and dive.